Hello everybody and welcome to the Reading Materials podcast, a podcast where two friends read a book and discuss it on the show. My name is Corey. And my name is Lucia. And how are you? I'm doing all right. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Oh yeah, I forgot. Gosh. (laughs) Our first episode of 2024 Mm. feels momentous to say. Yeah, it really does. Mm. We have postponed and postponed and postponed this recording. Yes, we're totally off schedule. It's fine. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Yeah, Christmas was a bit chaotic for me and for you by the sounds of it. Yes, yes it was, yes. So we stayed in Dublin for Christmas and for New Year's. My parents came to stay with us. Everything was nice except for the horrific weather as I've already told you. But Mm. other than that, all good. How were your holidays? Yes, they were. We did a lot of travelling. We drove all over the UK. Not quite, but it felt like it. Mm -hmm. And Edward was very unhappy. We celebrated Edward's first birthday, but but I was really stressed about it because, I don't know, I just wanted it to be perfect and it wasn't. Mm -hmm. I was unwell. He was unwell. So I was actually quite pleased when Christmas ended and we could get back into our routine. Mm. (laughs) Which is a bit rubbish, but, you know, it's fine. Yeah, I get you. I don't know what else there is to say at the moment. This is episode 9 of season 7, which Mm -hmm. means we have one more episode next week and then we're on to season 8. Yeah. So we're still continuing this season reading books written by female or female-identifying authors. And I picked the book this week. Mm Mm-hmm. It is Together We Burn by Isabel Ibanez, and it's a YA fantasy. So Isabel is an American author in the sense of she was born in America to two Bolivian immigrants. This is her third book that she has published, and she lives in North Carolina. She's married. She has a dog. I didn't really read up too much on it. She's, I think from what I did read is that some of her ancestors, I don't know if it's her grandparents or great-grandparents, emigrated from Spain to Bolivia. Oh, it says here, sorry. They moved from Spain to Bolivia over 130 years ago, but she still has some family in Spain, so they do go there on holiday, and she loves the heritage and the culture which is what inspired this book, as I'm sure we'll no doubt talk about. But basically, once when she went to Spain, they took her to watch a bullfighting event, and it kind of emotionally scarred her. She found it really upsetting. So she decided to write a book about it, and that's what she did. It was this book, but obviously she changed the bulls into dragons. Mm Mm-hmm. I haven't actually read up much about her. I don't know if you have. You've managed to find more than I did. Okay. Oh, there's, she's a graphic designer, so she also designs... Uh, she specialises in cards, and some of her work has been featured in anthropology. Oh. And she started a company called Ninth Letter Press. Mm-hmm. So if you want to go and see her designs, they are there. Okay, cool. 
Um, I don't know that... I think she doesn't own that anymore. I didn't find it entirely clear Mm -hmm. what exactly it was. So, yeah. Yeah, she loves history. She loves to travel. And I picked this book because... Well, it was... It's a book I received in one of my book boxes that I was Mm -hmm. subscribing to a couple of years ago. And to be honest, I think of the 20 books that I received, I've read, this is the second one that I've read. (laughs) So in an effort to read more of them, I picked this book. I'm I'm always just using you as a way to get through my TBR. I'm sorry. Why not? That's fine. It's it's how it works, really, isn't it? Yeah. (laughs) That's that's pretty much the only reason. Nice. Shall I read us the blurb? Is there anything else you want to mention? No. I might put in a spoiler warning here before I forget that we will be spoiling the entirety of the book. So for anyone who hasn't read it and doesn't want to be spoiled, maybe now is the time to stop and come back after you finished it. Mm-hmm. But for those who are continuing with us, here is the blurb from my copy of the book since I have the physical copy. Together We Burn by Isabel Ibanez. An ancient city plagued by dragons. 18-year-old Zarela Zalvidar is a talented flamenco dancer and daughter of the most famous Dragonador in Hispalia. People come from miles to see him fight in their arena, which will one day be hers. But disaster strikes during one celebratory show, and in the carnage, Zarela's life changes in an instant. A flamenco dancer who must become a dragon hunter to save her family legacy. With the dragon guild trying to wrest control of her inheritance from her, Zarela has no choice but to train to become a dragonador. But when the most talented dragon hunter left in land, the infuriatingly handsome Arturo Diaz de Montserrat withholds his help, Zarela cannot take no for an answer. Without him, her world will burn. The end. Mm, beautiful reading. Your Spanish accent is oh. <laughs> beautiful. Ah, oh, thank you. Gracias. I don't speak Spanish. I hope I don't. I didn't butcher oh, it too badly. <laughs> that was going to be my next question. Was do you speak Spanish? So. I do not. No, it is one of the one of the European languages. I still few have languages you don't speak. <laughs> I'd say at this point, probably conquering Greek is more important. Yes, for my personal life, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so Mm. start us off. What did you think? I loved it. Mm. Yeah, I think it's a four. It's a four. Mm. Not a five because it wasn't like the best book I've ever read. Not that it has to be to get a five. There were a few niggles that I had, Mm -hmm. but I really enjoyed it. Okay, excellent. Mm. I am not quite as enthusiastic as you. I think I'm three and a half. I don't think it's quite a four for me. Mm -hmm. I liked the Spanish elements. So everything that was steeped in history and the traditions, the flamenco dancing, the, you know, the metaphor for the bullfighting, all of that I really liked. Mm -hmm. But overall, I just kind of felt like what was the point of the story? And I think we, I think I felt that way last book as well. It just felt like it was quite long, but not a lot happened in that 
length of book for me, mm. which okay. is why I can't really give it a four. Very good. So tell me the things that you enjoyed. Um, I really enjoyed... I, it wasn't a complicated book. Mm-hmm. I I felt like... Uh, I felt like the message was, obviously, that dragon fighting is cruel. Mm-hmm. And that it shouldn't be that the fight ends in the death of the dragon. Uh, it makes a lot of sense that it's a metaphor from bullfighting. It's, it was kind of obvious. But the dragons can dance, mm-hmm. which obviously bulls can't, and I really enjoyed how it became p- performative rather than just being like, let's just not do this anymore. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed the way that she included Spanish within the text, and it wasn't always translated, but you were given context such that you could understand what was being said. Mm-hmm. I have got extremely basic Spanish. I did Duolingo for a little while, but you know that's kind of where it ended. Mm-hmm. So I really appreciated that mm-hmm. and I thought it was clever. And then I just quite liked the imagery and the story. I believed the relationship between Arturo and Zarella. Zarella. And it was a good romp. It was easy to read. Yeah, I mean, I would agree. I don't think I would, you know, I read it in only a few days and I think you did mm. as well. And it definitely yeah. didn't, it didn't feel like a slog. I didn't feel bored at any point. I was mm. happy enough to read the pages that I'd set myself for the day. But I just felt like there was something a little bit lacking. I didn't mm-hmm. fully buy the relationship. I thought it went too quickly. Because they were only together for like a week. And they're already <laughs> professing their love for each other. Which, okay, I mean, fine. You know, you can fall in love with someone very fast. I get it. But it just... I don't know, the older I get, the more it bothers me (laughs) when I see it in books. And I felt the ending was very rushed. I wish that we had spent more time exploring this concept of the dragons dancing. Mm -hmm. And because for the vast majority, say the first 75% of the book, dragons are painted as being these wild beasts who attack people, they're predators... You know, that's why it's, in quotation marks, okay to be killing them during the dragon fights. Mm -hmm. And then we get introduced to this new dragon that Arturo has a relationship with, who seems to be pretty docile, Mm -hmm. almost like a pet, obviously not quite a pet, but doesn't hurt anyone it comes into contact with unless Arturo tells it to. But it's only within the last 50 pages or so. And then... Can all dragons dance? Or just certain breeds of dragons? What does it actually look like when they're dancing? Can they dance with anyone or just with Zarela? Is that like her special thing? You know, all these questions. I wish you'd spent 50 more mm. pages on that and 50 less pages on something else, if that makes sense. Yes. Now, you see, I'm going to be controversial here because mm-hmm. this is a standalone book Yes. so far. Mm-hmm. And... It is one of the few books that I was like, okay, where's the sequel? Mm. Like, as soon as I finished reading it, went to her website and was like, right, where's the sequel? Mm-hmm. Because I want to see the world developed, as you say, learn more about the dragons, but then also find out, like, obviously, the concept of not killing the dragons has has been introduced, and there's now one dragon ring where 
they don't get killed, they perform with. So what happens next? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And do the other arenas follow suit or, you know, so... I agree with you. I want to know all of that stuff, but I want it in a sequel rather okay. than within this book itself. Mm-hmm. Okay, fair. So maybe because I didn't enjoy it as much as you, I'm happy enough for it to be a standalone. I just wish it had mm. been fleshed out a bit more. I also yeah. feel like the conflict resolution was really fast. The guild changed its mind like within a page. Mm-hmm. They had just accepted her accusations against Hector immediately without any proof, mm-hmm. which is quite unlike them. So mm-hmm. I found that a little bit difficult to believe as well. I didn't like the revelation that Hector was the bad guy. It didn't surprise me, but I didn't really like it. So there were just a few too Niggles. many things. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Yeah. But overall, still, still nice. Like, just a nice book. It was fine. It was okay. Yeah. Good. <laughs> cool. So, tell me about our main character. So, our main character is Zarella. Oh, I didn't write down her last name, so I'm not going to remember it now. Which is quite important, because the whole point is that she's trying to save the family name. <laughs> <laughs> she is 18. In the prologue, her mother is killed in a dragon fight. She is performing at the beginning and then the dragon fight starts happening there's a huge revelation about that dragon fight later which is that Arturo is in my very British accent I'm sorry is (laughs) fighting the dragon and he hesitates because he doesn't think that dragon fighting is good and thus the dragon doesn't get killed and instead kills a lot of people including Zarella's mother mm-hmm. and Zarella watches it happen so Zarella is really really scared of all the dragons and then you cut to a year later and she is now performing all of her mother's dances while her father does the dragon fighting in their family arena and it's the 500 year anniversary of the family's legacy as dragon dragonadors and Something goes wrong. There's been sabotage and dragons. all the dragons escape, except for three, and kill loads of people and three of them fly off into the wild. And Zarella's father is very badly injured. He's not killed, but his dragon fighting days are over. Mm-hmm. And it's unsure for a while whether or not he will survive. And this all ignites a desire in Zarella to regain the family name because following this event her family's name is Mud because they've not looked after their dragon's security well enough to ensure they can't escape. Loads of people have died, which is a very uncommon occurrence. Her father is really famous but is therefore hated by the Guild of Dragon Fighters. So there's like this revenge plot going on where they're trying to evict the family from the guild. So the whole thing is kind of set up like that. And then Zarella herself, who is stubborn and an incredibly good dragon fighter and seems to be one of the really capable women that we find in YA fantasy books, Mm -hmm. charges around 
renewing the arena and decides that she needs to become a dragon door dragon door to make the family survive and that's kind of the setup for the whole novel really mm-hmm. i know that i've not really said too much about her because now that i think about it i'm actually struggling a little bit to say too much about her there wasn't a lot of character development mhm yep i would agree i found her to be the typical YA fantasy heroine, you know, headstrong, not like other girls. She's She loves being a flamenco dancer, which she gets from her mom. Mm-hmm. And obviously she's devastated when her mother dies and tries to live up to her legacy, performing at the dragon shows, but only performing her mother's dances because when she did try to perform her own routine... The crowd booed her off stage. They only want to see the famous mother's performances. What else? She's one of those, I want to marry for love. I don't want to be in an arranged marriage, which is also very typical for for the main female characters in these types of books. Mm-hmm. And overall, she's just very capable, even though it feels like she grew up in quite a sheltered, like upbringing in the sense of she's had everything she ever would have wanted paid for she didn't really ever need to take care of anything but the Mm -hmm. day that she has to she has all the answers she knows how to do everything she knows who to go to to sell her mother's dresses etc she knows exactly where to go to buy dragons Mm -hmm. and she stands up to the guild even though women i don't think there are even any female members of the guild no. But by the end of the book, she will be the first one, and she manages it within a couple of weeks. So, yeah, I mean, not a very surprising character in any way, but, you know, this works. This is, I think this is exactly what a lot of readers want to see when they pick up this type of book. So mm. it was fine for me. But, yeah, I couldn't tell you much about her. I I don't even remember what she looks like. She doesn't Beautiful. seem to have... Yes, of course. Beautiful, headstrong, passionate, and talented in flamenco dancing, but doesn't seem to have any other interests apart from that, as Mm. always. So, yeah. I mean, I was rooting for her, but don't really have much else to say about her, really. (laughs) Yeah, fair enough. Do you want to tell us about Arturo? Yes, so, again... Arturo is 20 years old. He's a little bit older than than Zarela. And they first meet at the guild. He's a dragon hunter. So he basically runs around the wild catching dragons. And then those dragons are usually sold off to the dragon fighting rings. <clears throat> he's a gifted artist. He draws the dragons and he's interested in general to know more about them like their anatomy and how different breeds of dragons are different to each other. He used to be a dragon fighter, but he is morally against the killing of dragons during the dragon fighting. So he quit his dragon fighting days and now he just trains the dragons, which is how him and Zarella start their relationship because she's in need of dragons and a trainer, because all the trainers were killed during the incident at their dragon ring. And since she can't afford 
to hire a dragon, Dragonador, she will be the one who will go into the ring. So she needs someone to train her as well. And he is very grumpy. <laughs> he is not very friendly. He's also very stubborn. We don't really get an explanation as to why he's so antagonistic towards her from the get-go. But I think this is, again, just the trope to get them to be, you know, rivals to lovers or something. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, there's a spark between them from the very beginning. And he does ultimately train her. And they fall in love. Obviously, he has a, a dark secret, which you've already revealed, which is the fact that he was the Dragonador, res- ultimately kind of responsible for her mother's death because he didn't kill the dragon and the dragon mm-hmm. got loose. And, I mean, I, I liked him. Again, he was fine. A perfectly typical male lead in a YA fantasy novel. Did What did you think of him? Yeah, I thought he was... I, I quite enjoyed him. Again, struggling to think of anything that really distinguishes him from anybody else, mm-hmm. apart from being dark and brooding. But... I, I really enjoyed there was this there was a scene where Zarella has pitched up to the ranch where he works and well actually first of all she bumps into him when she's at the at the guild where she's been summoned to answer for what has happened and she spills her coffee which she forgets that she's holding and destroys all of his pictures which he has drawn to show the... I think he has to catalogue all of the dragons that he catches. Mm-hmm. And then he has to do it all again. So their relationship doesn't get up, get off to the best start. Mm-hmm. And then she decides that she needs him as the dragon trainer because he is basically a disgraced dragon adore and therefore she thinks that he's the only option, the only person who will come to her disgraced family Mm -hmm. but he's really stubborn and I really enjoyed the little interplay that we got of her trying to persuade him to come and work for her and he said to her that she had to I can't remember exactly what it was she said she wasn't leaving until until he agreed yep and he was basically like cool challenge accepted and so she stands out in the rain and the bad weather and overnight etc 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 to try persuade him and I really enjoyed that part of it mm-hmm. I thought that that was quite novel I might be wrong I like the beginning of it when it was still kind of funny and antagonistic but I felt like it kind of got out of hand once he told people that she couldn't have anything to eat, she couldn't use the toilet, and then he left her out in the rain. I thought yeah. that was maybe taking it a little bit far. <laughs> you know, I could have done without that. That was a bit cruel. But overall, yes, they have to have antagonism. I, I get it. I mean, I've I've read worse things of <laughs> between two characters who end up falling in love in a book, you know? Yeah. Yeah. How did you, did you see the revelation coming? Did you think that is what was keeping him back? No, for some reason, I really thought that it was going to end up that they were related, like they were cousins or something, Mm -hmm. because I couldn't quite figure out why 
her dad hated him so much, and then obviously mm-hmm. it transpires that he's the one who basically met her mother got killed. Yeah. Yeah. That was one thing. Did you see it coming? Actually, no. I didn't. And that kind of surprises me, because once it did get revealed, I was like, oh yeah, this makes complete sense. Obviously, this is the thing. Mm. I don't know, maybe I'm just slow at the beginning of the year and forgetting all my tropes, but... <laughs> I didn't I didn't see it coming at all. Yeah. So I quite like that twist. But mm-hmm. again, I feel like we got over it very quickly. Yeah, I I do feel that she one of the reasons I definitely wouldn't be giving it any more stars than it's got is because like she gets over her mother's death within a year, it seems, and her father eventually dies. Mm. He's poisoned mm. and she just carries on as if like Nothing happened, Mm. which I didn't appreciate. Yeah, I think this is what I was kind of alluding to when I say I felt the ending was rushed, because this was Mm. all in the last 40 pages, maybe. We get the revelation of who actually set the dragons free. Spoiler alert, it was Hector. Mm -hmm. We find out that Arturo was the one who was the Dragonador when her mom died. Her dad dies off page. I... I genuinely didn't even believe that it happened. I thought that we would get, like, a big reveal of, haha, I knew all along and I'm fine. Mm. Then she's running around. She manages to have the dance with the dragon as well. Everything just happens so fast. Mm. So these big revelations, these big moments just don't really land emotionally the way there's, that I feel like they should. Yeah. Did you see Hector coming? No, I th- really thought it was going to be the Dragon Master. Mm. Um, and then I felt really stupid because it was kind of obvious. Yeah. Did you? Kind of the same. I I thought that the reason that Hector ultimately betrayed their family is because he had been in love with Zarela's mother. Mm. That motivation I kind of saw coming, but I attributed it to why the head of the guild hated Zarela's father. Yes, me too. So I was fully on board with him being the bad guy. But again, it makes sense that it would be Hector because he would have had access to the dragon ring because he was such a close family friend. Yeah, it's even, it's even, he's even in the scene right at the beginning. Yes, exactly, yeah. Didn't see it coming that it was Hector. Mm. Motivation, again, kind of stereotypical. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a bit weird. Like, he just seemed totally delusional. And also really weird. Like, it was making me really uncomfortable. There were moments where he was like, you and me together forever. Mm. Meaning like her as a daughter, but it it definitely didn't come across like that. Mm. Yeah, I was a bit, yeah, I was quite uncomfortable with those scenes as well. They were really out of, obviously they were out of character because up until that point we're supposed to really like him because he's like the... The nice Savior. uncle who's mm. helping her through this tragedy. But then the fact that he even kills her father. Yeah, it was a bit much. And I it did make me feel uncomfortable. I just don't understand how he thought that he would get away with it. Or that did he actually think that she would accept him as her new father? Or was that just him being, you know, totally delusional, as I said? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. How did you like Lola? 
I loved Lola. She mm. was spirited and yeah. fun. I thought that she was getting up to more mischief than she was because there's the one scene where they spot her in the, the market and there was a moment where I was like, oh, maybe she's the betrayer mm. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because she was being very shifty, but it turns out that they were just buying dragon scales for this outfit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she was a pretty good red herring in that way because I also suspected her after a while. Yeah. But ultimately she was just a really good friend and a really talented seamstress. Yeah. So she's the, I guess, general maid of the household. And yeah. Zarela's best friend, who's a little bit wild. And she has a thing for Guillermo, who is Guillermo. part of the mage guild. Yep. We don't really find out much else about him. No. And then there was Ophelia, who is the cook. Mm-hmm. She was quite a nice maternal figure, but again, very kind of one-dimensional character. Mm. So I think we've run out of characters. I think that's pretty much everyone. How, well, yeah. no, there's the dad. How did you like the dad? Oh, he was, he was, he was a dad. I don't know. He... I felt like we didn't really get to see much of him because a lot of the time he was convalescing after his after his accident, mm-hmm. well, after the dragon burned him. Yeah. I would have probably liked to find out more about him. So him and Zarella's mother were a love match and she danced flamenco while he did the dragon fighting and he was super talented, etc. And there was a statue of him in the plaza, but... Yeah, we really don't find out that much about him. And I found it all a little bit difficult to believe. Not believe, because obviously there's nothing to really believe. Like, it's just a fact that he is this massively talented dragon adore. But I would have liked to have found out more about him. Mm. And then the bits where we do find out a bit about him, he's he's warning her off a relationship with Arturo. Mm-hmm. And I was a little bit like, well, he should just tell her what the problem is rather than being all mysterious about it, because I don't... If he really genuinely doesn't want her to be in a relationship with this guy, the best thing he can do is tell her what happened. Yeah. So, yeah, bit unconvinced. Yeah, me too, a little bit. In general, this was the problem that I had with the Dragonadors. And I feel like I'm really butchering that word, but I've never come across it before. Which is, how long do you have to train... To become one? Mm. Does it really have to be so... Not regimented, but like choreographed? Because it feels like there are three clear stages of the fight with the dragon. And everyone does the same thing Mm. each time. Like the first one is you use the cape, then you have the lance, and then you get the sword and ultimately kill the dragon. And Zarela seems to learn this within a week. Less than. Yeah. So, I get it that she's been watching her father her whole life, but she hasn't come face to face with a dragon before. So, even just getting into the ring with such a large animal should be daunting enough, (laughs) let Mm. alone learning how to fight against it in three days. So, I took from it that actually the bigger thing wasn't the killing, but the performance. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. It was a little bit tricky, just from the point of view, like, they they kept on, we kept on hearing about how heavy the cape was, and then suddenly she just seemed to master it. Yeah. 
she had like four days, I think, to put on the show. But I kind of understood from it all that as soon as Arturo realised that he needed to sell it to her as a dance rather than as a dragon fight, mm-hmm. she kind of got it. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I think one of the reasons I enjoyed it so much is because I didn't think too hard about any of it. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. But yeah, I I liked once it became a dance, but again, just wish there'd been more of an exploration of, of what does that mean mm. to actually be dancing with the dragon? Because isn't that kind of what they were doing before anyway, just without the music? Yeah. Except I think before they were kind of like fighting the dragon and the dragon wasn't a willing participant in the dance. Whereas when she gets involved, the dragon becomes a dance partner mm, mm-hmm. in a true sense of the word. Mm-hmm. As as a dancer in a previous life, how did you find the the, the dancing element? Oh, da- oh dear. It did make me think back to my dancing days, that is for sure. I have never danced flamenco. I've never seen a real, like, flamenco performance, except for what's maybe been in, on TV. Mm-hmm. But I like the element and I like the imagery of it. I, and I know kind of what it looks like. So in that sense, it was easy enough to imagine. But what I didn't anticipate or maybe what I is my own ignorance. I always thought that flamenco was a solitary dance, as in you don't dance with a partner. I always thought it was just the woman who who does the performance. So once they start equating it to a dance partner, I didn't really know what that meant for a flamenco dance. Mm. So in that sense, I got a little bit lost. But I like the idea of it. And I like that we brought in her passion and mixed it with the dragon fighting. Yeah. I think that was my favorite element of the whole book. And I'm glad that we went there, actually, because I feel like if we hadn't gone there, if she had just been another dragon fighter, then there, would have, there wouldn't have been anything really unique about her. Mm. So that was, I think that was a, a nice twist that the author mm-hmm. put in. Did you like the dancing element? Yeah, I really did. I have also never seen a flamenco dance. I've never seen a bullfight. Mm. A a lot of the imagery, as a result, totally lost on me. Mm -hmm. But I really liked the concept. And I thought that it was... It's a refreshing take on dragons. Obviously, with Game of Thrones, etc. Dragons are a big thing. Yeah. And it felt like... Apart from in Game of Thrones with Daenerys, who is, has, like, I don't know, is the dragon whisperer. (laughs) (laughs) I'm struggling to think of a time when dragons have been portrayed as not only bad. I don't think I've read another book with dragons being such an important element of the plot. Mm. But I know that they're very popular and I know that there are a lot of books out there with dragons i just haven't really read any i think that might be one of the reasons why i really enjoyed the book because it's it's different compared yeah. to what we normally read yeah for sure this i agree with i and even just 
what I think I said at the beginning, the culture of it, like it was very different. I I haven't read anything based on Spanish culture, for example. Mm. So bringing in all the different foods and the different traditions and everything, it's easier and it's easy enough for me to imagine it because I have Spanish friends. Luisa is Spanish. Mm-hmm. You know, we've been to Mallorca. We've we kind of know all these things peripherally, even if we've perhaps never lived there. So I always like it when authors pull on those elements from their own life and Mm -hmm. put it into their books. So, yeah, I really like that part as well. What did you think of the magic? (sighs) So, as far as I could tell, the only magic really is that there are these things that they call wands that can do one spell each. You break them, and then the spell happens, and that's it. And it's the guild of mages who makes them, and they need, like, herbs and dragon parts in order to imbue the ones with magic. Mm -hmm. And that's about it. It felt a bit weak. It felt like it was put in because it's a fantasy novel, And so she needs to put in magic, as if the dragons weren't enough. Mm. So I didn't really buy it. It was a bit disappointing. Mm. Do you agree? Or did you like it? I didn't hate it. I thought it was quite interesting that it wasn't... That it was different, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. The... I I was a little confused by all of the mechanics of it, because I think there's one point where Benito, the last dragon trainer that she has, has been killed, and... So have the dragons. And um, Arturo enters the room and says, oh, there's been magic here and there's like specks of oil on the walls or whatever. Mm -hmm. So I was a little bit like, okay, how does that happen? You know, how... It was dragon breath, but how can you distinguish it as being dragon breath from a spell rather than the breath of the dragon? Mm -hmm. So, yeah. And why was it Arturo who noticed this and not, say, Guillermo, who is actually a mage and must have gone into the basement? Like, it's not possible yeah. that he didn't go. Yeah, they Since asked him to, to work. investigate. Yeah. 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 Don't know. Mm. Did you, what did you think of the inclusion of the asociación? I don't know if that was the Spanish way or the French way of pronouncing that word, but um, the protesters against the dragon fighting. Uh, I think it was an attempt at a red herring, but I mostly just found them quite annoying, to be honest. They were, they were, it was, I guess there must be protests for the bullfighting in Spain, so maybe it was a hark back to that. Mm -hmm. It made me think of, you know, outside labs where they do animal testing, you always get protesters. I I guess it made the world feel a little more real in some ways, but I don't know, there was the one scene where they'd been protesting outside and then they'd smeared excrement all over the walls of the arena Mm. and they seemed to get a lot done in a very short space of time yeah i think they were paid by is it hector at one point to protest maybe he was that just a red herring because he said that i think that yeah he alludes to the fact that the money that Zarella had paid to the guild as compensation for the event having gone wrong 
to basically pay back the cost of the tickets to the people who had come. Didn't go back to the people, but had been funneled into this association. But I think that was Hector making that making that up. But right. it's possible that he had paid them. So yeah, it is possible that he had something to do with the with that particular protest that seemed to really get out of hand. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I I didn't think too much of them. I do think that they were just there to reflect, as you've said, the reality of these controversial kind of bullfighting slash dragon fighting mm. events. There will always be a group of people who are against that. And I think I read in an interview that the author put a lot of her own mixed feelings about bullfighting into Arturo and his worldview that she understands the tradition and, you know, what it means culturally, but she doesn't agree with it. But I don't know, I don't know enough about bullfighting to know if the bull is actually killed at the end. That's exactly what I was going to ask. I thought they didn't get killed. I thought it was just like, to use a metaphor from the book, a dance, essentially, Mm. where they eventually catch the bull and either, like, they exhaust it and then... Mm. Maybe traditional ones, they do kill it, and that's not talked about anymore. Yeah, I I genuinely have no idea. I didn't think that the animal was killed at the end, but I could be Mm. completely wrong. We should ask Louisa when we see her. Yes. I'm sure she would know. Yeah. So you liked the relationship then between Zarela and Arturo? Yeah, I did. Like I say, I didn't think too much, too hard about it. I read it very quickly, mostly in the dead of night, while trying to get the child to sleep or back to sleep. I think because I because I went through it so quickly, I probably didn't think too hard about the timeline or anything. Mm-hmm. I just quite like that the story never felt too stagnant to me. Mm-hmm. I felt like it, it moved nice and quick the majority of the time. I can't make up my mind about the love story. I liked certain elements of it. I feel like it did what it had to do. I genuinely cannot make up my mind about how I feel about the inclusion of sex scenes in YA books. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's because of my age and the types of books that have sex scenes in them that I read are so graphic that reading anything that's kind of so flowery in the... I'm just dis- I'm obviously describing something, but I'm not going to use the correct terminology and I'm just going to yeah. allude to what's happening. Yeah. It, it feels I don't know. I, I hesitate to use the word silly, but I almost feel like if you're not going to say it, then just leave it out. I think it probably is an age thing because I can remember finding books where they alluded to things very titillating when I was mm-hmm. Younger, mm-hmm. uh, we're both old married hags, so yeah. <laughs> the the mysteries of the body are slightly less alluring to us these days. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. And I I feel like okay, I was quite harsh. Like if I think about it, I realize that probably writing YA must be really hard. Yeah, because like where do you? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. It's such a wide range of ages that you have to cater to. 
how do you know what's appropriate? What what can you put in? What's mm. too much? So yeah, I, I get it. It must be hard. It must be really difficult. But because it's been a while since I've read a YA fantasy that actually had a pretty explicit love scene in it, mm. I did find the language to be a little bit cringe. <laughs> <laughs> But yes, I realized that as a 35-year-old woman, I am not the target audience anymore. (laughs) Oh, that's so sad. (laughs) So, yeah, that's all I'll say on that. (laughs) Yeah, fair enough. Cool. Is there anything else that you want to talk about that we haven't mentioned yet? I don't think so, you know. Yeah, me too. I I think we've covered everything. Yeah. We've gone through it in... More depth and less depth than I anticipated. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I can't really think of anything else. So, happy enough to finish it there? Yeah. Yes, I have an un- unhappy baby downstairs, so I cool. probably should go rescue yep. his father. So I will let you go and mm. introduce the book that we will be reading next time, which is for our guest episode, our season finale. For those of you who have listened to the podcast, you might recognize our guest because it will be Maria from our Akatar season. And she has picked Divine Rivals by Rebecca Ross, which is another YA fantasy book. So let's see how that goes. I'm looking forward to it. Me too. I don't know yet if it's on audio. Oh, that was the one thing about this book, was that I had to actually read it, because it's not on audio. Mm-hmm. And I just I just really loved being able to lose myself in a book again. It's been a long time since I had to do it, mm-hmm. and it was really nice. And do you find that you're still reading as fast as you used to, like physical book? Almost faster, because I know okay. that how little time I have. <laughs> mm-hmm. okay. So I reckon I read this book in about three hours. Jesus. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is so Which fast. I don't... I'm not proud of it, either, because I feel like there must be things that I miss, you know? But That is so fast. That's like it's, more than 100 pages an hour. Yeah, I, I think I'm skim reading. I, maybe it wasn't quite three hours. Maybe my perception of time is warped, but... I do read extremely quickly and I'm reading faster than ever because I'm like, yeah. Do you also listen at faster speeds than, than one? No, because I am trying to be really like in the moment. And also if I were to listen too fast, then I would have to concentrate more. And because I'm normally doing other things at the same time, I just can't. Wow. Still amazing. I think it took me like maybe eight or nine hours to read it. Cool. Great. Well, I I don't know if Divine Rivals is out on audio. I think it only came out last year, maybe the year before. It's pretty recent. So, yeah, I'm not sure. But we'll see. I'll let you know. Cool. Next time. Yes. (laughs) Excellent. (laughs) Cool. I look forward to it. So until then, have a nice week or two however long it will be and yeah talk to you soon yes you too alrighty (laughs) bye (laughs) bye thank you for listening 
If you'd like to know more about us and the podcast, visit our website at readingmaterialspodcast.com. We also publish additional content, including blog posts around the world of books and our thoughts on the topic. If you'd like to get in touch, email us at reading.materials.podcast at gmail.com or find us on Instagram at readingmaterialspod. Until next time, keep reading.